0: Boy, am I glad I pulled commissioner rank and changed the schedule for week one.
1: Yeah, real cool, dude. Just hit the open.
0: Just a bit outside. Hello, welcome in. Just a bit outside. Harry Doyle, Fantasy Baseball's very own podcast. We are taking you inside the Harry Fantasy Baseball League, all of baseball, catch you up on a week one that was and getting you ready for the week two that will be Hello, Win Column, Aiken's Army, the newly renamed Ebony and Ivory. Van Buren boys find the Win Column in week one, censored by the commish and reigning champion, Wichita White Wolves. We'll talk all these games in week one. I'm Travis Akins. And alongside, as always, you know him as the man, the myth, the legend. Yes, Justin Deering. Welcome in to the big show of week one.
1: Hey, is it time for overreactions yet?
0: We're gonna get there in this episode. We will obviously overreact to everything that happened in a very short four day scoring period of week one, and we'll get there. And I'm guessing, Justin, that you you am may on the edge have- of suicide. You may have an overreaction (laughs) to a short week one.
1: Um, The first thing I'd like to overreact, and this doesn't even fall into the overreactions, I just (laughs) overreact that a short week is a stupid way to open a league up. Um, But then again, censored by Kamish, I apologize to everybody in the league. I spoiled their perfect season of not winning a game right off the bat. So the Miami Dolphins are sitting out there thinking, hey – that's just backwards because they won 16 games. I expected Blake to lose 22. But, hey, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, Travis. Let's get into this.
0: <laughs> it's time for first pitch. Justin, our first pitch on week one's episode. I want to start with, which I think is just absolutely fantastic news coming out of San Diego. All righty, gentlemen. Light up. three, two. One, and go. Yes, San Diego introduced us to the Anchorman race. Anchorman, Ron Burgundy himself and his uh, news team assembled in San Diego this week, introducing which I believe to be the greatest of the ballpark races, very quickly rising to the top, Anchorman race in San Diego. Did you get a chance, Justin, to see Ron Champ? brian fantana and rick or brick tamlin race this week
1: i did actually i saw that today and um it was funny to say the least but i'm curious of how long it's gonna take it to wear off a little bit and when it does wear off is that when they finally give brick a trident to take somebody out so he can win the race But I would like to, there's only a few people on this podcast that'll get this, but the greatest character race in history has yet to happen. And it's going to go down at Mansfield's Vernon Newsome Stadium someday. And it's <laughs> going to be a race between Jerry Kirby, between Jerry Kirby, Vernon Newsom, and Dutchie McCool. Do you okay. recognize those names? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yes, D-
1: Duchy, the the old the old registrar in, high, in our high school that <laughs> smoked like forty seven <laughs> packs of cigarettes a week.
0: You you are <laughs> diving deep into territory that no one else cares about, and this is already a very specific podcast for a ten team <laughs> fantasy baseball league. I just hope Dutchie's like
1: ancestors aren't or you know, great grandchildren aren't listening and they call her up because she's still alive and she works at a dry cleaners in Mansfield now.
0: Oh, listen! I I'm a obviously I'm a huge fan. I love the Dot Race. Grew up on the Dot Race. Not so much a fan of the Texas Legends, but Dot Race. But man, when I saw Anchorman and the news team racing, I thought that's pretty clever for San Diego. Uh, so. That stands for a whale's vagina, right? (laughs) I believe you are correct, sir. Travis, I'm going to
1: take my first pitch away from baseball. Because in a conversation we had just 25 minutes ago... Um, I asked you if you had dove into the Florida Man Challenge that's been going (laughs) around Twitter and on Google and on Facebook and all these other places, Um, and you said you had no clue what it was, and this came out right as we recorded last week and died off by about 20 minutes after we recorded. It was only really hot for about a day and a half, Uh, but what it was is if you go to Google and you type in Florida Man and then your birthday, um, you will get a reported case of something that's happened in florida that says that the, the the headline of the newspaper will say florida man in it whatever is on your birthday you can find a story so when i type in florida man okay october 17th this is the headline i get florida man believed he was half dog half man in face biting double homicide
0: This is your birthday.
1: That was mine. Yours is way better. Yours
0: says...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just for the record, February 22nd, correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Florida man reportedly attacked mother for refusing to dress his mannequin. (laughs) Some of the other ones you may find on this day. Let me just type in. I think my mom had a good one. Leave that alone, if you will. Um, (laughs) 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 Marked. My mother's was a Florida man. Where is it at? Florida man received. Da, 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 uh, da, 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 that's not the good one. There was one about like takes joy ride over seven mile bridge in a. Oh, come on. Don't stop now. Florida man takes a joy ride on a, uh, in a backhoe. He just went on a ride down okay. seven mile bridge in a yeah, backhoe. Absolutely. It's just, if you have some time, go look at the Florida man challenge, put in your whole family's birthday and just enjoy the ridiculous (laughs) headlines of the ridiculous criminals that live in our retirement state down on the coast and often visit Disney.
0: (laughs) Oh, there is first pitch. It's time to get to week one and the big story. Every single week, just a bit outside goes into the big story and there's nothing bigger in Harry Dole fantasy baseball than week one baseball yes it was a short week but it is count them wins and losses baseball and Justin let's take just a few moments inside the big story here and let's dive into these games because we actually have real baseball to talk about and let's let's begin if you don't mind with the reigning champion Wichita White Wolves taking on Royal Ruckus the Rick Vaughn division champion of a year ago. This is a rematch of last year's league championship game. And in very similar fashion, Wichita White Wolves come out on top to 14 over Luke's Royal Ruckus 171. So Justin, let's start here. Um, and there's a lot of pluses when we talk about Wichita White Wolves, but just what stands out to you overall is, when you look at the wolves and ruckus in week 1
1: well as all as we talked about in the preseason leading up to where we would be today in week 1 we talked about the power that he that chris has built with the wolves on offense and defense it's a very i mean a very balanced week for him in 4 days he put up over 210 points 110 from his offense 103 from his uh pitching staff on a full 7 day week Keeping it that even, scoring that high, it's going to be great. But the one thing, and this is, I mean, you you look down the lineup, you see Cody Bellinger with 38, you see David Dahl getting the start with 14.5, 27 from Trey Turner, 22 from Trevor Bauer. I mean, up and down the lineup, it's a great week. Kirby Yates with 14. But I don't know if you remember back to last year, the issue, if there was an issue for the Wichita White Wolves last year, it was always the catcher position and he had a rotating catcher last year. He got up, I mean he was frustrated that sometimes maybe some of us owned more catchers than we needed just to kind of block people from getting catchers <laughs> cuz the catchers is so it's such a shallow position. I uh, we're not to overreactions yet, my overreaction for the Wichita White Wolves will be that they have a catcher issue. Again, it's a repeat of last <laughs> year. They have a catcher issue. 0 points in 4 days from Yasmani Grandal, who finds himself in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee's playing good baseball these first four days, but he can't find him. up. He's got eleven at bats. He scored a run. He's got an RBI, but the four strikeouts carried everything away. I think we need to put the red alert out for the Wolves. They have a catcher problem.
0: Well, I, I would probably file that under overreaction. So I think you are just ready, ready to go there. Um, yes, zero points out of grand Dahl here in the week, uh, in the week one. Uh, but you know what the, the roster construction of the Wichita white wolves, you can get away with that, especially when, you know, and we see this every year, um, in opening weekend, in the first few games, the first series of major league baseball, there are just some guys, pitchers and hitters that just come out and they are on fire. Cody Bellinger, is that prime example, right? I mean, Bellinger had a weekend for the ages uh, for the Dodgers and just putting up not only big fantasy numbers, but big numbers, eight RBI, seven runs, scored four home runs this weekend for the L.A. Dodgers. But you know what? That 38 covers that zero in a lot of ways, but it's not just Cody Bellinger on this offense. There's a balanced approach, really, from the rest of that offense. And here's the scary part. As a competitor, you know, someone who's looking to play Wichita Whitewells not only in week two, but, man, I have aspirations to take down the champion here in 2019. But, but here's the scary part is, is that offense is balanced with this pitching staff. You know, a, mm-hmm. a great weekend of from Trevor Bauer, seven innings pitch, only gave up one earned run, only walked one guy. Oh, by the way, he struck out nine in his start, right? Jacob DeGrom. Man, that opening day, I don't know how much you got to see of Mets and Nationals on opening day, but DeGrom Scherzer, man, that was a fun game to watch. And, De, and DeGrom goes six innings, he gives up five hits, Ten strikeouts on opening day, right? Herman Marquez, new addition for which Wichita White Wolves, comes out has a strong weekend uh, for the Colorado Rockies, right? And that doesn't he, include—he was one that you called the
1: steal of yes. free agency.
0: Yeah, uh, it, I had him high on my list. He was—he was Army last year. Uh, I think he's—he's he's legitimate, regardless of playing in—in—in in, in Colorado. I think that's a great pickup, and and those guys were able to even balance out some duds from Carrasco and Snell, right? So all that to say is that this balance that the Wichita White Wolves have constructed is going to be a dangerous part, because even in a short week one, four days, four scoring periods, and a lot of most teams were only three games this weekend, 214 points, the only team to eclipse 200 And that goes against a team in Royal Ruckus that had a really good weekend. By all accounts, by all measures against other teams in their weekends, 171 points is a really good weekend. But the difference is 103 pitching points from Wichita White Wolves, only 68 out of the Royal Ruckus pitching staff.
1: Well, let's bounce over to that Beards of Glory versus Ebony and Ivory matchup uh, again this week. We had a schedule change early, so a lot of these um, these games are not the games we previewed last week on the show. We actually made the decision to go short weeks, being inter or you know, kind of divisional play, not playing each other and going against the other division. So maybe it wouldn't hurt the standings quite as much. So some of these were these were matchups that were decided what su- like right before the game started on Thursday or Wednesday, we made that change over. And this was one of them that, you know, we talked, we talked a lot about beards of glory going into the season that they had made some moves that had they gotten better, had they gotten worse, some trades they had made and some like really putting a lot of money into Verlander that paid off with a 20 point start for him, mm. but the offense. And that's something we noted early in the season that there's, there was holes in these off this offense. Um, 141 points for beards of glory as it stands right now is going to be the lowest point total for the first week. Uh, he took on ebony and ivory and you know, that's a, that's a name that I'm gonna have to get used to over the next couple Formally weeks. Formerly Oklahoma, Oklahoma smoke. smoke. Yeah. There we go. For the new <laughs> listeners, the three of you that don't play in our league, um, Zach changed his name this week. And, you know, right before, right before the season started, we've talked about how Zach came out and said that, uh, Hey, Christian Yelich and Akuna are up. I, I'm willing to listen to offers on anybody. Uh, I bet there's nine other teams that wish they would have come up with a package for Christian Yelich this week as he was the number 2 scorer in all of fantasy baseball with 38.5 points. He's batting 500 Four of those six hits are home runs, eight RBIs, one total strikeout, six walks. The dude is reminding everybody, hey, I was the MVP last year, and I'm still pretty damn good.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: sorry. I just had to drop a damn good in there somewhere because I'm fired up because he's not on my team and I made a hell of an offer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you look at it in this game in particular. It's it's you know, beards of glory. Yes, lowest total points of the week, but it's a very balanced approach. You know, the pitching really played. You know, did their part at 75 points, whereas Zach's Ebony and Ivory um really kind of stumbled in the pitching but it's the offense that carried them and Yelich obviously was the leader of that charge this week at that 38 and a half points AJ Pollock had a great weekend for the Dodgers as well you know really AJ Pollock and Paul Goldschmidt made the Arizona Diamondbacks look foolish you know in this first weekend uh, just by their play and extensions and contracts and everything else, and those guys really made up the difference there. And you know, I, I'm I'm curious. You know, there's there's only so much, and this is why we're going to overreact even more here in a in a moment. But there's only so much weight we can put into a four day scoring period. But I'm very curious to see how. Ebony and Ivory, which would seems to be a pretty formidable offense. And if they're pitching with guys like Cindergard and Tehran and Hicks, you know, if they can have good to above average seasons, you know, how does that play out over the next 21 weeks? That's going to be a very interesting uh, piece to pay attention to, because I think these two teams have, I think it's going to be feast or famine for these two teams in my opinion, heading into the, into the rest of the season. And I'll be very curious to see which direction they tend to go.
1: Well, I know last year we had a, um, we had a number that we set and we called anything below that number abysmal pitching. Um, Now, I can't go and say that Ebony and Ivory's pitching was abysmal because then I would be throwing myself (laughs) into that group, and I'm not ready to do that yet. And we'll get to that wonderful matchup here in a little bit. But 115 points on the offensive side, that, if I'm looking quickly and doing a quick scan, is the highest offensive score Mm -hmm. of the week. And I don't know that, again. It's not the highest, but it's close.
0: Second, I believe. Who's Aiken's highest? Army.
1: Who's the highest? Oh, where, where 125 and counting. Oh, okay. I did, I hadn't clicked on your that one yet. Sunday so
0: Night so. Baseball That's is okay. in the latter part, and Bryce Harper has another at-bat coming.
1: Ah, So anyways, Ebony and Ivory with the number two offensive. So I'm not sure that last Sunday, if we looked at this matchup, if we knew the schedule was going to be this, that we would have said hey, the number one team, I think we may have said, it's probably going to be Aikens Army or Wichita White Wolves fighting for first or second for offensive score just because the lineup. I'm not sure that Ebony and Ivory would have been in the conversation at top one or two, but they would have been in the top half, I think, with the names they have. I don't know that I expected Ronald Acuna Jr. to come out with a nine-point week, maybe expected more. Xander Bogarts gets paid tonight, mm. an extension of seven years, $132 million, just came across Twitter about 30 minutes ago. He came in at nine. I mean, it's that that 38.5 for Christian Yelich and then the 24.5 for A.J. Pollock, you've already said it, it's Mm -hmm. nuts. Like, that is huge numbers for four games. Not that they're going to get that pace up. I mean, Christian Yelich is, I mean, almost averaging 10 points a game right now, which obviously is not going to happen. He'll get to that. He'll stay in that four to five point a, a game range like most MVP quality players do. But this matchup, Ebony and Ivory comes out on top 168 to 60 or 0.67 to Beards of Glory and Colby's 141. Um, let's move on and take I, what I call my surprise of the week the Van Buren Boys versus Bolding Beavers. Yeah. Van Buren Boys coming out on top 184.67 to the Bolding Beavers, 143.8. Travis, up and down this lineup, up and down this matchup, what did you see that was just like, hmm? That's interesting. Yeah,
0: it, a lot of things just just from a fun baseball standpoint, you know, Van Buren boys uh very balanced 93 hitting, 91 on the pitching side. Uh just kind of their their lineup across the board, no, no one was incredibly high on the points, but no one was also in the negative on their points and so uh, they kind of had a very balanced uh, approach to things, and their guys played well. Their pickups, uh, at least here in the first weekend of baseball, uh, did really well. But, Justin, let me let me ask you this. This is something that's been on my mind, kind of looking at this game in particular. When are we going to look at, when are we going to stop being surprised by bolding Beaver losses?
1: That's a, I mean, I texted you two days into the season, two day I guess it was Friday night or Saturday morning, and said, "Man, that Bowling Beavers yeah. pitching staff." And you wrote back and said, "It's pretty stout." And this is a short week, but then you Darvish Great. got his start, and that was. I mean, we all know Lan has a huge man crush on Yu Darvish. His team was named after Yu Darvish for the first couple years of the league. He may be the only owner to ever own Yu Darvish in this league off of a contract. I mean, he's made trades and moved him around. But you, Darvish, at .83 against the Rangers, I mean, it was not a good weekend for former Ranger pitchers who happened to be pitching against the Rangers. Um, But Madison Bumgarner comes out puts up 19. Garrett Cole looked unstoppable in his first 10Ks over six innings. But past that, I mean, Aaron Nola looked good. Yeah, $35 man Scherzer. The The pitching staff looked great. But then you roll up at the offense, and Ben who he picked up in a trade over the uh, offseason, six points. Christian Stewart, recent call-up, who's a rookie this year, six points. Chris Taylor, two points. Jose Ramirez, 1.5. I mean, that's low, low numbers at the offensive side. He is sitting on the edge of his seat at home, waiting for Vlad Guerrero's uh, whatever's hurt. I did air quotes there because <laughs> nothing's hurt, and they're just saving him for another year uh, for him to get called up because that that's a that's an immediate plug-in, an immediate spark plug. But last year in week one, I said, man, Land needs to worry about the pitching. I'm going to say it in week one again, but this year I'm going to say Land needs to worry about his offense.
0: Well, I, I think one thing is clear, and again, another thing to pay attention to in the weeks to come is, you know, if Bolting Beavers in particular have another bad start like they did in 2018, um, even with the injection of Vlad Guerrero Jr., this offense is going to be lacking in a lot of ways uh, to make up any kind of 0 8 type starts, you know. And and I and I know 2018 is probably a, the extreme, uh, but on the flip side of things, uh, what do you see with Van Buren Boys? Because when I look at this roster. You know, I I I think Phil and Dustin have carefully crafted a roster that is full of high potential, high ceiling type guys at very low cost, right? And 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 these guys, and this is kind of I, I feel like this might be our mantra with Van Buren boys at least the last couple of seasons. If if all the if all the cylinders are firing at the same time, they're gonna have these kinds of weeks. This is just a weekend. Of 184 points right here, and you know the the question is, can these guys fire on all cylinders more weeks than not moving forward? Right.
1: I, I agree. I think that this is. I think this again. Four days of baseball. This is the 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 team that could challenge your. Your statement that we make every year on this podcast that you have to have numerous players in the top 20 overall players in the league to win a championship. If this team can just, every person put up, obviously most of these numbers are about average or better than average. Jose Barrios with 25 points, if he does that every week, great. But if they can just not miss just have points every week from every player just stay consistent they may not be the first place team in their division but if they can carry that on until they get to the playoffs and they get you know they get themselves into the playoffs and then everything fires at the right time they pump up and have the number two or number three scoring week of the in the league and win a game in the playoffs win another game in the playoffs next thing you know it's just again, it's a broken record that we've been on for the last three years. When everything fires off for these young cheap players, how good are the Van Buren boys? And then when it doesn't yeah. fire off, what exactly are the Van Buren boys? Yeah, and every I think other the, week, I'm impressed yeah, by this week and, by them. I'm,
0: and I'm, I think the strength of this team is the balance, and it's it's the balance is anchored on the offense of George Springer, in my opinion. It's anchored on the pitching side with Patrick Corbin. And so if the balance can kind of continue in that area, um, I, you know, let us we don't have to be necessarily surprised if we're, you know, 10, 15 weeks down the road a Van Buren boys is a playoff spot and they're above 500 and they're, you know, they're they're in contention right there because that balance, I think we'll be look back and go, you know what, that balance has paid off over this, the course of the season. Let's move on two more games. Let's head to your game, Justin. Los Tigres taking... Oh, we don't have to. You want to skip this one? Censored by yeah, we'll the commish. Blake, I believe, has already uh, been smack talking to you via phone. And yeah, 183 sure to 143. And uh, Justin, let's just kind of let's start with the smack talk. What did Blake have to say today?
1: Well, my phone rang and I said, hey, man, what's up, dude? What are you doing? He goes, ah, oh, just kicking your ass. <laughs> I said, sweet. Thanks. I said what in fantasy baseball or the bracket? Because you are currently doing that <laughs> in both. Because uh, my bracket is busted, and obviously my pitching staff is as well. Um, it's not good when the two people you talk about all offseason that are untouchable for yeah. trades go for negative six point five.
0: <laughs> That's not good at all. No, <laughs> yeah, Chris Sale negative
1: six point or weekend. negative four point five. Walker Bueller, who today they announced is probably only going to go five innings a game for the first couple weeks. Uh, that's not ace stuff, and I I get really tired of the Los Angeles Dodgers worrying about the health of their players. <laughs> um, <laughs> how dare they? How do they not know what's on I the understand. line? A bobblehead. Uh, if you slide over to Blake's side, it's a lot like what we just said with with the Van Buren boys. You go up and down. not nothing jumps off this page as holy crap! That put, guy put up a great week: one hundred and four points from his from his offense, seventy nine points from his pitching staff. Reese Hoskins had what Reese Hoskins should have: a twenty one point week. Justin Turner may have been a surprise at fifteen because last year Justin Turner sucked for me, at least. Um, <laughs> it just again, it was a balanced attack, not quite as balanced as the Van Buren boys. Um, I did enjoy, on my side, enjoyed watching, now that I have cable for the first time since my kid was born, being able to watch some of these games. Man, it is fun to watch Josh Hayden (laughs) pitch. The the nine-pitch, nine-strike inning that he had yesterday uh, didn't take long to watch, but it sure was fun. he's
0: going to have to pitch a lot for those Milwaukee Brewers right now.
1: Uh, Yes, he is, because everybody's hurting. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Everybody. But I just think it was a good week for Blake. Nothing outstanding. Joey Votto, the twenty-one dollar a year man, five points. You know, Ozzy Albies who carried some of his wins last year, five points. But it just it was a balanced attack against a team who had a real bad week.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good assessment. Uh, both these teams are going to be competitive uh, throughout the year, and just like everyone, we don't sound like broken records here, but just throughout the the course of a season, you're going to need your top guys to be top guys. And uh, that show outside of the Votto and Posey in a lot of ways It showed with the other guys on censored by the commission. Let's wrap up our week one and review six shooters who had a lead uh, for, I, I think they, they kind of gained the lead Friday and had it through most of Saturday or I guess through Saturday heading into Sunday six shooters lose to Aiken's army 178 to 145 and Justin just kind of being the outside uh, guy looking in when you pay attention six shooters taking on my army uh, what stands out in this game
1: well it I don't know if you listened to the show that we produced last week when I said this is this is going to be it's going to be weird this year because a lot of people have maxed out their rosters at twenty five or twenty four people where there's not a lot of flexibility to add folks. Uh, this is one of them. The six shooters have twenty five people on their roster. Luckily for him. One of them went on the IR this week, and he could fill that spot with Mike Miner. So if you're looking at this lineup and you see Chris Archer with zero points, Kyle Hendricks with zero points, they did not have bad starts. They had no starts. Yep. He had three pitchers on his pitching staff scheduled starts in this first four days. There's two ways to look at that. Next week, he's going to have a ton of starts. Um, but also, that's not a good sign for the beginning of the season, when you want to have ones and twos fill in your entire pitching staff, 99 points on his offense. Again, he had a great free agency. He obviously like he would admit signed more folks than he thought he would. But where we talked about is the pitching staff going to be as good as the offense right now. If you're, if your pitching staff is full of fours and fives and you're not getting starts in a four day opening weekend where every team's playing multiple games, yep. It's not a good start, but again it's 4 days.
0: It is 4 days and you would fully expect, you know, here on the digital paper for for that staff to do. Uh,
1: first digital paper drop I love is
0: it to do better than 46 and a half points, but but you're right when it's 6 starts of Aiken's army versus 3 starts on 6 shooters, you are you're going into I don't care if it's a short week, long week, uh you're going into the game uh you kind of handcuffed yourself and and again to your point, full roster not a lot of not a lot of areas to manipulate or move into those things i I get all that, but um that that's a hard that's a hard uh hill to climb up when it's double the amount that you have.
1: If you're looking over on the Aikens Army side, uh, you've been very open and honest about your all-in for this year, and you've stacked your lineup with some interesting moves, to get Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper, which stopped down. How cool was his first home run? I, I mean, it was pretty outstanding. That place, I think, tell the story about how you thought your TV was going to explode.
0: I was watching live. I just happened to be hanging out at the house. We were doing stuff, and I just you know put the, put the, the Phillies game on. And I sat down. I said, oh, Bryce Harper's hit. Let's, son, come here. Let's watch let's this. Watch history, I literally son. made, I made my son sit down. It's like let's just watch this at bat real quick. And he hit it, and and the, the place goes absolutely insane. So much so that I I honestly thought my TV was going to explode. That Philadelphia was so into it. And coming out for the curtain call. I, Listen, Bryce Harper has done everything right since signing with Philadelphia, and he has endeared himself very quickly, which is good because he's got like, I don't know, 12 more years of this. So um, it was just a cool moment, 17 and a half points of Bryce Harper. Yeah, Mookie Betts had a great weekend at 13 points. Chris Bryant at 17. Uh, Jose Abreu playing at first base for me at 13. And then the big man himself, J.D. Martinez, Uh, just absolutely raked with seven RBIs this weekend for the Boston Red Sox. And um, it's, you know, listen, there's I'm not hiding anything here. The plan is Aiken's Army offense will be so high-octane, so high-powered, that a good and decent average pitching staff week, 53.5 points in this case, is going to be all I need.
1: It's the third Uh, lowest in the league, just for the record.
0: And then I also have the highest uh offensive points of the week. if so, you look at your glass
1: but, half full, you had the you had the third worst pitching staff. No one cares about your look, hitting.
0: Well, this is this is <laughs> this is the setup that 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 I have right now. Now, I fully expect the pitching staff to get better over time. There's no Kershaw in there, there's no Alex Wood in there. Uh there might be a trade or two down the road. So you know, it's a long season, but but in the short week one, uh, if you look at my team, Aiken's Army, I think it's pretty indicative of how I've constructed the roster and if fully what do I expect the season to look like. We're going to live and die by the offense. Well,
1: there you go. Week one sees the Los Tigres fall to censored by the commish. Aiken's Army takes down the six shooters. Ebony and Ivory gets their first win of the season against Beards of Glory. The Boulding Beavers fall to the surprise score of the week at Van Buren Boys at 184 and the returning champs Put up the most points in the league and take out Luke's ruckus in a rematch of last year's championship game. You're listening to Just a Bit Outside, your Harry Doyle Fantasy Baseball podcast.
0: Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. All right, Justin, let's take ourselves into, I think, the one of the f- most fun things we can do on Just a Bit Outside. It is time. Are you ready for this? I hope you have some, it some is stellar cool.
1: music for this because I'm hot. I'm ready to roll.
0: You yeah. ready for this? It's time to overreact. All right, Travis. Yes. Oh, go ahead.
1: You do it because I was hot. No, I'm ready.
0: No, uh, You're ready to go. It's four days, week one, in the books. Half the league are undefeated. Half the league are looking for their first wins. It's perfect time to overreact. Justin, I'm unleashing you. Please overreact to week one.
1: My team sucks.
0: <laughs> is this a Los Tigres no, rant? No, that no, about that. I'm going to open with that. I'm going
1: to say that the Los Tigres, uh, my overreaction is Chris Sale is officially dead and should move on the best pitcher in the league the best pitcher on my team isn't even in the major leagues right now on my roster because i was too scared to call him up because i'm a wuss um it was just overreactions the van buren boys they're going 22 and 0 and this week is chris's only win i'm just i I told you i wanted to open the show with my team suicide (laughs) I want. You are <laughs>
0: all over the
1: place, Travis. While I calm down and get a drink of this beautiful cookies and cream uh, protein shake that I'm drinking instead of my normal week one loss whiskey, um, what is your? F-
0: is this a? Is this a? You said cookies and creams. This is a black and white, ebony and ivory type sh- protein
1: shake. Yeah, because I'm trying to subliminally send messages to him to trade me Christian Yelich. <laughs>
0: I doubt that I drink your
1: milkshake. Name that movie.
0: Oh. Uh, I don't know. No Country for Old Men. Oh, yeah. I never would have gotten that. Never.
1: What's your first overreaction while I chug this (laughs) protein shake?
0: It wasn't an Anchorman reference, (laughs) so how would I get it? Overreaction. All hail Blake. Censored by the commish. He is Dominant. He may never lose a game, but let me tell you, he's not just going to win games. He is going to obliterate all opponents in the 21 weeks that lie ahead. I think censored by the commish is so good that uh, you know Tommy Pham is going to just be a MVP candidate in the American League the likes of which we have never seen before. How's that? That was a good one. For a week one overreaction. I'm going to shift my next
1: overreaction to Colby's team. Beards of Glory, my overreaction is all of your players will live through the entire season.
0: (laughs) Because Colby had a dead guy on his roster for a year. (laughs) Because he wasn't paying attention to his minor league roster and Literally had a dead guy taking up a roster spot.
1: But hey, Colby, (laughs) it looks like it's going to be a good year and you're going to have a bunch of (laughs) dudes that are breathing on your team. My next overreaction, I'm aiming it right at the Wichita White Wolves. They will score zero points. Count it, zero points at the catcher position for the next 22 weeks.
0: Wow. Because they
1: have a catcher (laughs) problem
0: have a catcher problem, which is clear after four days of baseball. Let me let me overreact. Uh Brady, you know what? You know, we gave you high praise. You had a great round one of free agent bidding. You in one round added Rizzo, Stanton, and Goldschmidt to your roster, but uh you need to know uh you're not gonna win. In fact, so much so that uh, I fully expect uh, guys like Goldschmidt and Rizzo and Stanton. uh, I expect them to be traded by week three to me because you're just going to be so so depressed about the 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 way things are going. Uh, Six shooters. uh, I believe they will have uh, no more than six wins this season.
1: My overreaction next up, I'm going after the Van Buren boys. I feel that this newfound success and high-scoring, high-octane team we've put together will cause a riff between Dustin and Phil. And when we decide we are expanding teams next year, there will be a breakup. And much like Nolan and JD, I don't want to say who's who in that relationship. We will see those two f- uh, break. And one of those two will take over the new expansion team that may be, I don't know who will be named after from famous uh, political history, but I don't that's see not an
0: Ebony and Ivory situation uh,
1: that that's, that's racist. Um- <laughs> oh,
0: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: I don't even know if it is or not, but um, I, I just feel that they're going to win a lot of games, but the, the success and the power that comes with that will we'll be like a celebrity couple like Kanye and Kim style and they're while they're still together we may see that celebrity couple uh, Pustin is that their cel- their celebrity name? I don't, I don't know. They will break up at the end of this season <laughs> because they will because it's overreaction Monday on the podcast.
0: Let me overreact a number five point gatherer and fantasy baseball is a free agent, Tim Beckham of the Seattle Mariners. And let me tell you this right here. You heard it first. Tim Beckham will be the MVP of this league in 21 weeks. And get this, Justin. He'll be a free agent all year.
1: No, he won't because I just signed him.
0: (laughs) You you needed a third baseman. You need a first baseman, not a third baseman. Hey,
1: you need to shut up. I'm just kidding. Yes, sir. Let's overreact and say that this is probably our weakest overreaction we've ever done. And that's not an overreaction because this is damn true. Overreaction Sunday on Just a Bit Outside. Week one, four days. There's some big news. There's some interesting news. But most importantly, Blake got a win to open the season. And for the only time all season, he will be above 500.
0: Up your butt, Joe Booth. All right, let's look ahead. Week two is upon us. This, gentlemen, is a full week of baseball. Seven days, lots of home openers. Everyone should be playing uh, Monday, April 1st through next Sunday, April 7th. Let's run you down on this week's schedule. Inter-divisional games are on Tap for us, and then, Justin, let's kind of look at what we believe might be the game or games of the week. Wichita White Wolves will be visiting Aiken's Army here in Week 2. Brady's Six Shooters, looking for their first win of the season, will be taking on the Unstoppable Boys of Van Buren. Beards of Glory and Los Tigres in a game of futility will be looking for some kind of... Of when they're censored by the commish will be looking to dominate lands, bolding beavers and in a game of friendship, Royal Ruckus will be looking to take out both ebony and ivory here. And week two. Justin, week two games, what stands out? What's the game of the week from your standpoint? I want to see
1: another week from the Van Buren boys' balance offensive pitching going up against a full pitching schedule for the six shooters. Maybe we can see what that pitching staff really looks like when Chris Archer gets involved, when Kyle Freeland gets involved. And, you know, honestly, if they only had two or three starts last week, They're going to have multiple starts this week, two coming from David Price, who was huge for the six shooters and the few wins they had last year. It's one of the best uh, trades he made last year was to get David Price because it made him competitive in some of his games that would not have been close as a first-year owner in the league. That one sticks out to me. Um, I also, I'm I'm excited to see what the two high-octane offices of the Wolves and Aiken's Army can do.
0: Yeah, um, that's the game for me. Wolves Army. Uh, I think a lot has been placed on these offenses by both owners. Of course, I'm included in that, and and I'm curious to see um, how that plays out. Obviously, this will be matchup one of two during the 2019 campaign. But you know, which of those offenses is going to be able to carry? And really, I think this game is. It's going to be fun to watch the offense. It's going to be it's going to be fun to see the, the Trey Turners and and the Manny Machados and Cody Bellingers, Chris Bryant, Smokey Betts. There's a lot of names here. That's going to be the fun part. But really, this game is going to come down to pitching, and it's going to come down to the starting pitching. And in a lot of ways, can my Aiken's Army's relief pitching can saves. And those kinds of, you know, strikeouts, can that kind of equalize and just be good enough with a with a high octane offense? To me, that's the game of the week, Justin. You know what? I want to add a new element to our week two preview or to our week previews. Justin, let's go through here. You tell me this is Justin's stone cold lock em picks. You tell me who comes out on top in each of these games.
1: Uh, Los Tigres will take out the Beards of Glory based on Course. the text message conversation that me and Colby are having. Um, we both suck, but one of us has to win because um, it's overreaction <laughs> Monday. I do think in the Wichita White Wolves versus Aikens Army, it will come down to pitching. And when you go to that digital paper and you look at who's gathering the most points, Wichita White Wolves will come out on top of that one. Six shooters with eight or nine starts will take down the Van Buren boys Royal Ruckus gets on the winning side and goes to one and one, and sends Ebony and Ivory to one and one, and I believe censored by the commission will start two and zero, which will be the shocking big story of the week next week.
0: There it is, you heard it first. You have officially been told if you will win or lose by Justin Deering himself. Hey guys!
1: Hey, before you before, I just want you to know, Jake Odorizzi is one of the top free agents available at the pitching, and he has some starts next week. You may want to run and pick that guy up because I hear he's a fantasy stud.
0: Hurry. Hurry, hurry, everyone! Tim Beckham is still on the free agent waiver wire. What happened?
1: Um, I was joking.
0: Oh, well, I'm gonna go pick him up real quick. For Justin Deering, I'm Travis Akins. You've been listening. To the growing podcast that everyone loves, Harry Doyle, Fantasy Baseball's very own, Just a Bit Outside. So long, everybody. If I lose next week, I'm quitting.